Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. And we're back, folks, for another edition of the Michigan Recruiting Insider Pre-Signing Day Edition. By the next time we come in front of you, we'll be talking about the class of signees for the class of 2023, at least the early signees for 2023. And that's a noteworthy distinction, considering that a couple of Michigan targets will still be out there, uh, one of which we'll talk about today. Uh, and Jamel Howard, another, which we talk about all the time, <laughs> and Nicholas Harbor, right? Can never have enough Nick Harbor conversation, especially when you have the best crew in the land covering Michigan football, basketball, and recruiting for the TMI, from the TMI crew, starting off first with gentlemen right next to me on the screen, Bryce Marich. Bryce, how are you? Doing good. Uh, yeah, we're only, what, a week away now? From right. AC signing days, so got several things to talk about for sure. Right, and fresh back from the Windy City, getting out to see a little hockey. I see we got to see a little hockey action recently. There, Steve, you went to the, you went down to Ford Field for the first time. Been getting some, getting some professional sports in here this uh, this fall. Yeah, just <clears throat> yeah, went to Blackhawks game. Would have been a lot nicer to see Ovechkin get his 800th yesterday. I didn't know the Caps played the next game. Um, but yeah, first first time in the United Center period. Uh, great, great little place. We had some good tickets and stuff. See a couple of buddies I haven't seen in a while. So uh, yeah, ready for the final stretch though till signing day. It should be, I guess, interesting. Best way to put it. Right. Well, folks, this is the time. If you haven't gotten in, no better time than the present to jump on board over to MichiganInsider.com right now. A special offer keeping you current subscribers in mind as well if you're a monthly subscriber you can upgrade to an annual for 50 percent off 50 percent off deal that extends to current subscribers as well current monthly subscribers can upgrade your subscription to 50 percent off if you're off an annual if you're a new subscriber 50 percent off an annual that is an outstanding option for you to get in you get your entire recruiting fill you get on through the playoffs. We'll have extensive playoff coverage uh, for Michigan into basketball season, into camp and combine circuit. You'll have it all for the next year. And here's the beautiful thing. Once you become a full-paying subscriber, your subscription will also give you Paramount+. Plus. Cannot beat that as a big-time option for you just by being a member over at the MichiganInsider.com, so be sure to check it out. But, Steve, you were just saying that you were down in the Windy City. Uh, had you waited about a week or so, you would have been there for Roderick Pierce's announcement as Michigan has successfully uh, gotten the flip done, the former Wisconsin commitment, now firmly in the fold for Michigan. It didn't come as a surprise that that happened. It, it seemed to be trending that way ever since his decommitment, even before his decommitment. Big addition. I mean, I think Pierce immediately becomes, personally for me, one of my two or three favorite commitments in the class. Uh, I think we talked about him a few weeks ago as, as bumping up from an 85 to an 89. So he's just outside of four-star territory, uh, four-star or uh, four numbered bumps 
from our analysts, that's a huge, huge bump. Uh, somewhat reminiscent of Mason Graham. Um, you know, can't can't predict another freshman necessarily coming in and doing what Mason Graham did this year. But I think Pierce fills a really important void for Michigan in this cycle as a guy could play in the the very interior, could play the three tech. I, I kind of look at him. Maybe you guys agree uh, as sort of a could be a Chris Jenkins type guy. I think he's a, he's a potentially elite run stopper. Uh, he's more physically there than Jenkins was. So it could be a situation with, with Pierce, maybe more uh, the agility type stuff, you know, to get him more acclimated to the speed of the college game. Whereas Jenkins, I think was, was athletically there. They just had to bulk him up, but either way, a potentially elite run stopper for Michigan. And, and it's just, I say this, it's like, it's nice to see Michigan just loading up on the defensive line the last few cycles. I mean, we've seen a few cycles under Harbaugh back at back, you know, when Don Brown was DC, uh, where they, it was like one of the more neglected areas, particularly in the, in the interior, uh, one of the more neglected spots uh, that Michigan was recruiting. Now they're really, really, really making a concerted effort to, to bulk up and beef up in the middle. Yeah. One of the things that I wonder, because I, I think Pierce is a guy that gives them positional versatility. I actually think they think he can play up and down the line. Uh, and the question, and this is something to measure when they get there, because I, I never imagined that you could have a, you know, a 6'6", 295-pound guy like Mike Morris do all the things that they've had Mike Morris do. Uh, and I think that, that that was something that they discovered he was capable of and the benefits of having a guy that big that could play that way. And I really don't see – I really don't see – um outside of Braden McGregor, another guy in the mix that can be a, a big guy that can, if you want him to, can put his head and hand in the dirt, can play the run, can rush the passer, can drop back in the coverage and do some of the, some of the agility things too. After Braden McGregor, guys, and I, I'm curious who you see as you look at, look at this roster, who else do you see kind of like that? And so I don't know for sure that Roderick Pierce fits that mold, but I think he's a guy that is going to audition at a number of spots up and down the line. Let's say he can't do that. You know, let's say he can't be uh, an edge guy for them. Then, like you said, Steve, uh, you know, you kick him inside and he is a, and he can, he can be a three tech. I think he can be, I mean, even if he didn't put on a whole lot more weight, even if he just was 290, 300, uh, he could be an effective guy there, plays with a good motor, has good off snap quickness, has the, the tools necessary to be an effective interior guy for them as well. I see him as kind of a chess piece, Bryce. No, and I would say, going back to your point about edge guys, Amir Kumba, he's the most interesting guy in this class in terms of what he can be. You know, we we haven't seen him because he's in another country. So it's kind of tough to figure out what he's going to be. But Michigan has seen him in person a couple times in like camp settings. And from what they've seen and gathered – um, from Brandon Collier with PPI, you know, recruiting over there, who does a great job with international uh, students and trying to get them to the states to play at the next level. But he's been extremely high on Maricumba. But going with just with Pierce, I think Steve hit it right on, you know, hit the nail on the head there with you need athletic big bodies. That's the common denominator that I feel like Michigan's been missing for so long. 
And that's one of the reasons I feel like Michigan has had success these past few seasons is you look at a guy like Mozzie Smith, you look at some of these guys like Mike Morris, Taylor Upshaw, these are bigger guys that can move. And when you look at Roderick Pierce, six foot three, 290 pounds, has a good um, get off on the ball, very explosive. A guy that I personally, I like the word twitch. You know, when I'm looking at defensive linemen, I look at the twitch kind of, you know, can in a phone booth. How, how does he move in a phone booth if he's that big or so? And he moves very, very well. And this is a guy we talk about with Michigan all the time evaluations guy that his junior film maybe you know many schools weren't sold on you watch his senior film you pop that in and you're like okay this guy's a dude that's why he was uh, you know reevaluated. he got the bump up in the rankings and this is a great land and bottom line he also was committed to wisconsin at one point and wisconsin has always been known for good you know identifying good defensive linemen at the next level so I really like this pickup. I like what they're doing, and you got to like where he's coming from, the state of Illinois, which they've done a very good job recruiting. Yeah, man, Illinois recruiting has been on the uptick for a few years now. Uh, The golden boy from Illinois right now is none other than number nine, J.J. McCarthy, right? Huge land, and and, and there have been some other guys that have have, uh, flowed through Illinois along with him. Of course, you look at guys like, I mean, you know, A.J. Henning, who uh, you haven't seen as much outside of special teams of late. But my, my point is, you can see the emphasis in the state of Illinois really be on the uptick guys. And, I mean, <laughs> the, the top guy left on the board for them in here in the early signing period is Jair Hill. I don't think there's any question about it. You talk about pop in senior film, pop in Jair, Jair Hill senior tape. And you're like, man, this is a guy. Like, he is an absolute dude. And Michigan was an early adopter. You know, this, Steve, we've been talking about Jair Hill for a year <laughs> now, right, on this, on this podcast. He's been up so many times, and they have just not been able to bring it home. Uh, you know, be, you know, at, at any early point, he was going to decide early in the season, and he was going to decide the middle of the season. Now it's going all the way to a signing day, and you really got to chalk that up to the University of Illinois has really made itself a more viable option for guys in, in the Chicagoland area. I mean, Kankakee isn't quite the land, as they call it. It's about an hour south. It's more, it's more rural uh, in, in setting, but it, you know, it's still on the outskirts, and they still consider themselves, like if you talk to the coaches there, and they talk about Illinois ignoring, you know, ignoring the state. It's kind of ignoring Chicago and, and the outskirts. And so I think they count themselves in there. Well, you know, you had Brett Bielema come in there, Steve, and really emphasize recruiting the state from the jump. And the guy that they emphasized the most out of all of them was Jair Hill. And it has really helped them resonate. But they just suffered a big blow in losing their losing their defensive coordinator, Ryan Walters, to Purdue, the Purdue head coaching job. And that was like the biggest key, at least to me, in their courtship of Jair Hill. Yeah, and and with what you've seen from Ryan Walters already at Purdue, you can see why, you know, why he was effective with Jair Hill. He seems like he's going to be a – I think he's got a chance to do some stuff at Purdue. He seems like a good, young, energetic head coach. So, uh, 
you know, and also, yeah, not a surprise that I think there were rumors that if Colorado hadn't signed Deion Sanders, that Colorado was going to get Walters. Right. So, I mean, he's a guy that was courted by a few programs or wanted. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, what's become interesting about this race is, you know, on paper, it's like, how could Michigan lose a race (laughs) to Illinois, you know, and back in maybe August or, or, or July, it was like, yeah, kind of weird, but you know, fast forward, Illinois had their best season in years. They produced the Big Ten defensive back of the year. You know, like there are there are pluses, uh, you know, for a kid in his position with Illinois. But but yeah, I mean, yeah, this recruitment has gone on forever. I, I think technically he's <laughs> technically he still has a top what ten? Was it a top? Like his last official release was like a top ten or a top four or whatever. And uh, you know, you always know when other schools are throwing their hat in late. Like I think Florida State offered him like a month ago uh, that, you know, that like is still a possibility. Uh, I think uh, what Kentucky was still kind of trying with him too. So um, either way, yeah, this one's gone on forever. Walter's leaving though. Yeah. Cannot understate. That's gotta be a huge plus for Michigan in this one. Maybe the break, you know, second straight year where the coaching situations around the country may actually end up helping Michigan uh, a little bit on the recruiting trail, but yeah, I think, I think what for three, four months now we've said this might be the biggest quote must win for Michigan in the cycle because they need corners. And yeah, the, the optics, even with what I said about Illinois, the optics of losing a recruiting race for a top 150 kid to Illinois coming off two playoff appearances in a row and two big 10 titles, you know, is hard one for the fan base to swallow uh, regardless of what case Illinois may have. Well, I would tell Michigan fans, don't make the mistake that Ohio State did. Ohio State fans did when I told them, hey, man, Illinois, don't sleep on I said, man, Illinois has a better defense than Ohio State. They have better They have better secondary. Ohio State didn't have the personnel to do what what Illinois did to Michigan, right? I said that, and, they, man, they went, they went nuts about it. I was right. <laughs> I, was, I was absolutely right about that. They did not. Uh, and that doesn't mean Ohio State isn't talented, but they did not have – they do not have the personnel to fit this this very intricate physical scheme that Ryan Walters coached those guys too. He had three all-Big Ten first-team guys. Like you said, Bryce, he had two of which were in the secondary. Uh, he had a third guy who, who was all-Big Ten second team from the secondary. He had the Big Ten defensive back of the year last year. He had Kirby Joseph, who was drafted in the third round by the Lions. That guy was a receiver who he converted into a third-round draft pick of safety. That dude is big time. So, I, hey, I was, like, looking at it like a lot of people. How could he really be looking at Illinois? Then I watched Illinois. I was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> now I understand. Like, if he were to pick Illinois over Michigan with Ryan Walters there, you couldn't, you couldn't knock that. You couldn't legitimately knock, or at least you shouldn't knock that as a fan. But now Walters being gone. And development being a big part of the appeal, and you know you're going to get developed at Michigan. That was that's one of the big selling points with Steve Klingscale and what they're doing defensively at Michigan. I, I just, I just feel like Bryce, that like they're finally going to get it done, and this is a huge one because talent-wise, you watch his tape, and he is. I think he's like 150 something in the rankings right now. Talent-wise, he is a top 100 talent. What I don't know, what I can't quantify right now is, you know, how steep is his learning curve going to be? 
how quickly is he going to pick up the scheme? I don't know that. You know, I, I can't predict that as well as I could with Will. I knew Will would pick up the scheme really fast, and so it was a lot easier to predict him being an impact guy uh, in his freshman year. I think Jair will play in his freshman year wherever he goes, but how quickly he picks up the scheme will will really be – that's what will sort of determine whether or not he's a Will Johnson-level guy uh, as a freshman. I don't think it's far-fetched to make that comparison, even though Will was a five-star. And this kid is a four-star. I think he has five-star talent. We just got to wait to see if he can, you know, pick up the scheme as quickly as, say, a Will Johnson did. Yeah, and I think the only thing when it comes to it is Michigan can really sell on their development and also playing time. I mean, one, we don't know who's coming back. Cornerback position-wise is, you know, DJ Turner coming back, Jamon Green, um, and also – the past few recruiting cycles, they haven't brought in too many cornerbacks. So that's why I put an emphasis on Cameron Calhoun. He tweeted out that he's enrolling early. That's very important because you need these guys, like you said, Sam, to get in there early, learn the playbook, learn the playbook. I'll learn the scheme, learn everything you need to know about this defense because strap up and you're ready, but you might be playing sooner than you think in this defense, especially with a guy like, you know, Jair Hill, who's got this uber talent, he's definitely got the potential to get on the field right away. And so I think when you look at a guy, like you said, Will Johnson, if you have the talent, Michigan has shown they're not afraid to play you right away. You've seen several freshmen play in very critical spots. I mean, Colston Loveland has played quite a bit. Mason Graham, you mentioned. Kenneth Grant's played. Jimmy Roder has played substantial uh, snaps on the defensive side of the ball. So they're willing, you know, to play you early. And the other thing, like you guys have basically talked about, is the Ryan Walters, you know, departure from Illinois. I think that, one, I think that definitely did help Michigan in terms of Roderick Pierce. Pierce but yeah, I did. think the biggest one it's definitely going to help him with is with Jair Hill. Because I know for a fact Ryan had a very good relationship, not only with Jair, but everyone in a circle. And I think that's been one of the main things when it comes to this recruitment is more so making sure, you know, Michigan's always been doing a good job with the kid, but I think some people have always said or felt that his family might prefer, you know, Illinois. It might've been because of that relationship with Ryan. So with him now gone, you have a guy like Clink, got a guy like Jesse Minter, and you got those longer standing relationships. They are on staff. And ultimately, that can hopefully pay off. And the other last thing, too, NIL. Michigan has definitely made that pitch to him. NIL will be a factor. I know he's looking to start a clothing line or brand for him, at least. I know Michigan has talked to him about that as well. So they're trying to – they're showing, you know, there's an opportunity here to also gain from that as well. And But in terms of importance, this is probably the most important guy left on their board, wouldn't you say? There's no question. <laughs> There's no from a from an impact player perspective. I mean, he's you, you got to have some some stars too. I mean, you, uh, developmental guys and Michigan's development is great. But I said this to you after the after the uh, big championship game. game. Yeah, like their five stars play like five stars, didn't they? You got you, know? you got to sprinkle in those top level talents. Yeah, man. You know, yeah, you know, it was great to have your quarter your five star quarterback play like a five-star quarterback. 
Great to have your five-star running back play like a five-star running back. Your five-star corner went and made game-changing plays uh, in the secondary with two interceptions. So, uh, yeah, stars aren't the be-all, end-all, but they are important. Got to have a few. Got to have have all the developmental guys. You better go get a couple ball players. And Jair Hill, even though he doesn't have a fifth star, he's one of those guys that, again, I I think from a scouting perspective, it'd be interesting to ask them their thoughts. Um, You know, they moved him up in the rankings. I I think Michigan kind of saw earlier than the scouts even that this was a dude because you can kind of see them pivot early on where they were looking real national, but they emphasized Jair Hill right here in the footprint from almost the beginning. Well before the the Nash, our guys were like, "Oh, this is a, this is a really really good." I think Michigan is even higher on them than that. Again, it's all about learning curve. I mean, he's six one, legit six one, super twitchy, really fast in a straight line. He's a guy that you're gonna have to. You're, you would say, we got to figure out a way to get the ball in his hands. If not on offense, we got to get the ball in his hands on special teams. Jair, Jair has a chance to be a guy who's one of the stars of the team. All right, so he is an important dude. You should celebrate him if Michigan gets him like, man, that's a that's a big time land. You should be elated if that's the case. All right, but that would be another pillar in their Illinois recruitment, Illinois recruiting, right? Talked about Roger Pierce, who you were spot on, Bryce. He had just visited Illinois last week. No coincidence that Ryan Ryan Walters is going, boom, I'm I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Let's go. I think Michigan would have got him anyway, but I think that that might have just been the real clincher with him. But there's another defensive lineman that they're on there, Bryce. A big fella who is not about moving him up and down the line. It's about putting him in the middle of that line and saying, I shall not be moved. And I'm talking about Jamel Howard. Yeah, a six foot three, 320 pounds. I mean, he's just a crater. I mean, he's simply a bowling ball. He's right in the middle. He's going to demand double teams. And what scouts always like to use the term, he's a space eater, essentially, you know. And Michigan did really well last cycle, getting a couple of those guys, Mason Graham. Kenneth Grant, but you always want big bodies. You know, that's always one of the things you always want to bring in the class. I think Michigan, especially the fans, know the importance of bringing those type of bodies in the program, developing developing them and getting them on the field right away. And so there's the opportunity there, but he was, again, a, a former Wisconsin commit, reopened his recruitment. Michigan offered in late October. Mike Elston has been all over this recruitment. Michigan has been in home with him. They've seen him at a school. And he's a guy that I know they really want in the class. And it's not, Sam, here's the thing about the nose tackle position. It's not a sexy position. It's not going to be, you're never probably going to see a five-star nose tackle. It's just, it is what it is, you know. But six foot three, 320 pounds, and a guy that can move the way he does, they don't grow on trees, and they're hard to come by, especially in the Midwest sometimes, whereas you see some of these guys in Louisiana, there's 50 of them you see sometimes, you know? Right. So right. <laughs> when you can find one in your footprint, you kind of want to try to get them. Um, <laughs> but the thing is with him, this compared to him and obviously Pierce now, his recruitment is going to go a little longer. He plans on signing – in February, so he's going to take some more visits. He's going to take some more time. Michigan's done a really good job. They've gotten him up to campus a couple times as well. Um, 
But Wisconsin with Luke Fickle has also been gone back in the mix. I know he decommitted, but now Luke Fickle has got that train going back in the right direction on the tracks. And I know he really likes that program. He's familiar with that program as well. And obviously the third program that's also been in the mix is Illinois. But with Ryan Walters gone, I don't know how much of a factor they are going to be going forward. So the other thing to watch there too is he comes from Maris High School, which is the same high school as Jimmy Rolder. And, I, you know, I've talked to him in the past about that connection he has with Jimmy. Is, you know, is that a guy you look up to? You know, what's your thoughts on him and what's your relationship with him? And he said point blank, he's basically a big brother to me. This guy I look up to, he shoots it straight to me, tells me about his Michigan experience. Is he enjoying it? And he said he's loving it. And so that's something I think that really helps Michigan. It can be a feather in their cap. And this is a guy I know they really want the class. He can help. And again, you can never have too many big bodies. This guy would fit perfect on what Michigan is doing. They're going to be losing Mozzie Smith after this, you know, this year. So this guy would be perfect. And we'll see going forward. Another Illinois guy as well. Yeah, you mentioned if, you know, Louisiana seems like they have 50 guys like this. Noteworthy. They do. Well, it's noteworthy to me. That even with the, you know, the hotbed of big bodies down there in the South, LSU just came up and offered Jamel Howard, right? LSU and Ole Miss came up and offered them. So two deep South teams, two of the top teams in the SEC right now. But certainly you, you think of LSU more than you do Ole Miss in that regard. But still, they came up to Illinois and offered Jamel Howard. And I think that's another thing, you know, his recruitment kind of taken off. And I think you know, the desire to kind of see who else comes in the door is another reason to to sort of play it out a little longer. But if if you're Michigan, you got to like your chances, whether it's Jimmy Rolder or it's the play of the defensive line, um, you know, the the proximity to home, right, uh, it, the, the clear scheme fit. Like there's a definite role for you in this defense where you'll play consistently. Um and it won't all be on your back because, you know, Michigan rotates liberally as well. I mean, they have all the ingredients that would make you say uh, it, it's a staying in the footprint. And and I could compete for national titles. So staying in the footprint uh, makes sense. But it also makes sense, Steve, for Michigan to really be hitting Illinois as hard as they are here of late because we're talking about a star. They have a star in J.J. McCarthy, right? Maybe some other guys might develop the stars in, in, in the state. I said Jair Hill could be a star, right? And then you look into the 24 class, and they're in on some big-time talent. I mean, it, it's, it seems like from a, from a footprint standpoint, 24 might be their best year in some time for big-time talent, and Michigan is in on a lot of it already. Yeah, a handful of guys. Uh, biggest name, and I think – Jim Harbaugh was there yesterday or the other day to see five-star Justin Scott at at St. Ignatius. Uh, We've talked about him a couple times, but deserves more pub as, yeah, probably one of the top handful of overall targets for Michigan in the cycle, I think, regardless of position. And, uh, you know, I think Michigan has done a pretty good job in that recruitment thus far. I feel like he also does feel like a guy that may not go – too far, although I know USC, I think. I think he went out to USC and had a good visit out there. It's always, you know, it never hurts to visit L.A., uh, you know, in, in Southern California. But either way, Michigan doing a great job there. 
Amarion Stewart out of Bolingbrook. Uh, Michigan has ha- always had some ins at Bolingbrook, and Stewart, I think, just independently is really interested in Michigan. Another guy, uh, at least at his position, got to be one of the top two or three targets for them at receiver, uh, regardless of uh, around the country. You know, not just because he's in Illinois, but it, that's what's helping Michigan's case. I think we still think Tennessee probably maybe a little bit of a pain in that one. Uh, and then uh, Marquise Lightfoot out of Kenwood Academy, also in Chicago, right in Chicago, is another guy. Kind of, I think, he's sort of that mold of guy that they like to take at edge. Not quite a finished product. Hasn't been playing football forever, but you can see uh, why other schools, including Michigan, think that he's a guy that can, that can get to the quarterback at the next level with a little more development and a little more coaching. Uh, but already ranked, I, th- I believe he's a four-star. Check real quick before we – yeah, he's just inside the four-star range. Um, and another guy, I think, yeah, once Allen uh, kind of keeps an eye on him, I think he's a guy that could rise, right? So uh, they're also – I think they're still recruiting uh, Christian Bettenker out of uh, Woodstock, Illinois, at tight end. We still think Brady Priestcorn out of Rochester Adams is the top target to to pair with Hogan Hansen, but I think Bettenker probably one of the other guys that's right up there. Didn't visit during the season. I feel like Oregon, Ohio State, or some others. But either way, Michigan's not just gotten guys out of Illinois, but they've gotten big names, like you said, Sam. But the guys they've gotten have also produced. I mean, Trevor Keegan. Another guy just outside of Chicago, right? Who's not who's come to Michigan and had a really, really productive career. And yeah, the other thing with Chicago is it's close enough for the families to at least come see him a few times a year. You know, so yeah, Michigan's got a lot of things in their favor. And and maybe this would be something either of you guys could speak to. It just feels like Illinois and the Chicago area is starting to produce guys at a little bit of a higher rate than maybe for some periods of time. I mean, Chicago, one of the biggest cities in the country, feels like there have been a few cycles, at least recently, where there's not the the guys that are coming out of there that you you would normally think. So, yeah, ish. I don't know. I could be wrong on that. That's just more of a feel thing. But No, I I think you nailed it, Steve. Uh, Like always, uh, Justin Scott, I think, is special. I think he's a special talent. Um, You know, he's – I think it. He he wasn't always a football guy like we talked about before. I think he he sort of realizes he got to high school like, man, <laughs> and people around him kind of made him aware like you're just different. You're six five, you're three hundred, and you move like you're two fifty. I mean, he's so quick, uh, so fast off the snap, so strong, uh, just moves so well at his size, and he's in the footprint. It's not like you going down to Memphis and trying to get Walter Nolan. And I don't raise that lightly walter nolan the thing that was so impressive about him was he was he was so big but so nimble and that's what i see when i see justin scott he is big and nimble and he's a footprint guy who i think in the long run while he's gonna look nationally we talked about this before i just can't see him i think it's gonna be michigan notre dame or ohio state for that kid i i just if he went outside of that trio of schools i would be surprised because I think at the end of the day, he wants to stay close to home. I think he wants to stay close to mom. I think he'll explore uh, national schools and give them a legit look. But I think when you got those kinds of, when you have those kinds of options, you've been to Notre Dame more than any other place, finally got a glimpse of, of Michigan and Ohio State, uh, and has a great relationship with Mike Elston to bring it back to Michigan. 
Um, I, I like where Michigan is with him. Marquise Lightfoot, Michigan was an early adopter. He's more of a prototype of what they want at edge, right? That's not He's not a guy, okay, let's see if he can do it. That's the guy, that's the kind of guy you draw up. You know, 6'5", can move, can play standing up, you know, can change direction. Young in the game, I think that's why he's just inside the four-star. That's another guy who didn't really consider himself a football guy. Thought, thought maybe he was a basketball guy and was really – um, not necessarily as focused on football until like his sophomore year where it's like, okay, well, man, I can really do this as a prospect. And Michigan and early adopted on him. But the guy I think they're in the best position with is Marion Stewart. I think much like we saw with Jair Hill, they identified where this is a dude. We don't have to go nationally to find a game-changing type of talent at the corner position. I think they had the same reaction with the Marion Stewart after they had him at camp. It's like, wait a minute. This guy, imagine A.J. Henning, except he's taller. And he plays on both sides of the ball. So, you know, you, you feel like, you know, he's, a, he's definitely a, a, an offensive player, but you, you feel like from a versatility standpoint that, that he is going to bring even more to the table, and I think Michigan is at the forefront with him. So let's pause for the cause here. When we come back on the other side, we'll pick things up talking about some guys that Michigan is targeting coming down the stretch on the Michigan Recruiting Insight. Hey, folks, during this brief pause, I wanted to turn your attention back to that digital collectible that I've been telling you about, that all-new digital collectible platform from our friends at Distinct. This is the company founded by a Michigan alum named Jimmy McLeod that's partnered with Jim Harbaugh to bring you the Ann Arbor Digital Collectible Ann Arbor featuring Jim Harbaugh is the first audio digital collectible available as part of the College Town Connection, the one that evokes the sights and sounds and of the town and that really resonates with all of us who love Michigan, right? Ann Arbor. Well, it's narrated, the voice, the feeling from Jim Harbaugh himself, and all owners of Ann Arbor will be privy to specially themed utilities benefits and experiences one of which i'm about to tease here shortly and you get ownership of an exclusively crafted ann arbor digital themed art piece you'll be eligible for three ann arbor themed gifts invitations to owners only virtual or in-person events and remember i told you there's an nil play here and to give you a feel for just how excited jim is about this opportunity to be a part of something new, something cutting edge, and a new way to connect with you, the fans, and indirectly down the line. He doesn't talk about this, but it is an NIL play, and I'll tell you a little bit about that after you hear this message from Jim Harbaugh himself. There's no better feeling than to be part of a team, part of a community, part of a university. Uh, feel like you belong, you know, and that's, that's, uh, that's pretty much the whole ballgame. So there you see it, folks. Only a thousand, only a thousand of these digital collectibles were initially commissioned, many of which have already been sold, uh, some of which are still available. So you can get yours at distinct.so. Again, that's distinct, 
so and get yours today. And remember, I told you there was an NIL play to this thing that it was on the horizon that down the line, student athletes would get a chance to maybe create their digital collectible opportunity for you, the fans, to connect to them and, and they'd be able to co- collect some NIL proceeds. Well, there is an exclusive event coming up for owners of Ann Arbor that will connect you with a current Michigan football player, right? Only the folks with ownership will be invited to this exclusive event. It'll be a chalk talk event. I kind of teased that, right? So I got to leave it a little bit of a cliffhanger there to let you know who it is, but it's a big timer. It is a big timer. So I'm just telling you, you'll have that opportunity as well as the ownership of the digital collectibles, the other Ann Arbor themed gifts, uh, and the knowledge that, hey, this is going to be an NIL opportunity for an increasing number of student-athletes moving forward, and certainly student-athletes in Michigan. You can get yours at distinct.so. Again, that is distinct.so. Let's move on, Bryce, and talk about a few other guys here down the stretch. In the in the actual recruiting class in the 2023, uh, 2023 class, not the transfer portal. One of them they've been in good shape with, trending for. I put in a crystal ball. I think both of you guys have crystal balls in for him as well. But it just seems like Michigan's not going to be able to rest easy down the stretch. And that's DeWan Waller out of Youngstown. Yeah, so... We talk about Illinois quite a bit, and Michigan's also been hitting the Youngstown area, and especially Ohio in general, very hard to cycle. Um, he's from the same school as Jason Hewitt, or Hewlett, um, from Cheney High School there in the Youngstown area. Obviously, there's the re- there's the connection with Steve Klinkscale, who's from Youngstown, and so he knows the area, he knows the neighborhoods, he knows everything about it. And he knows the type of kids they are and how hard they play and also with a chip on their shoulder. And with DJ, what's interesting with him compared to a lot of these guys is he's a late riser. You know, he was originally committed to Toledo out of all schools. And then he backed off that, had some bigger schools kind of start coming after him. West Virginia, I think, was the very first kind of like power five school to really take a shot at him. And all of a sudden, Michigan the past few months has made a big push for him as well. I really liked where Michigan stands. They've gotten him up to campus. Um, you know, he's got those connections. He's got his teammate committed. But one of the schools that's kind of now starting to become, you know, we had talked about Notre Dame at first, early in the process. Then it's been like Illinois. Now the school I feel like is starting to be like Michigan's thorn to their side is Kentucky. And so with Kentucky – Mince, you know, Morrow and, you know, you got Stoops over there. Those guys also have very good, strong connections to the state of Ohio. And they've been making an extremely strong push for this guy who's, we talk about position versatility. He can play quite a bit. I think Michigan likes him on the back end of their defense, but a guy that can move around 6'2", 185, um, I would say pretty raw. But again, he's got the tools He's got the size, the length, the speed, everything you're looking for, and just a general defensive athlete is what I would label him, a defensive athlete. He could even play offense, but I, it's just safe to say defensive athlete is where I'd put him. And so right now I feel like it's a Michigan-Kentucky battle with Michigan having the slight edge. We're going to see you know, if they can hold on, but he's going to sign on December 21st. He's going to make that decision then. 
if I had to call it today, I'd say Michigan, but Kentucky's definitely making a big push, so we'll see what happens there. But right now, Michigan would be the pick for me at least. Yeah, throwing it aside, putting it lightly when you consider they got Deion Walker last year. That one stinks. That one yeah, stinks. He's freshman All American. That one definitely stings, right? Big fella who can move out of Cast Tech. Uh, but you mentioned Clink being from Youngstown. Vince Morrow is from Youngstown too, Clink's cousin. So they, you know, they gotta fight over the Thanksgiving table. The Hatfields and McCoys. <laughs> right, right, for, for prospects, right? And and I look, I'm not coming off my crystal ball for Dewan Waller, but I'm not resting easy either. Like I I think that they are gonna have to guard their yard down the stretch, so to speak. If you if you think Michigan leads, which I do, which my gut tells me they think they lead. My gut tells me they think they're getting them. Uh, but I think they got to be mindful of making sure they bring that one home because Kentucky is a problem. You know, they uh, you, you got the Ohio ties with them as well, the Youngstown tie with them as well. Uh, and they, the word is the NIL game is strong down there in Kentucky. I, I mean, you know, that's, that's also, you talk about them being a factor, Steve, they're a factor with Carmelo English. You know, Michigan done a, had done a really good job with Carmelo English. I mean, you know, Ron Bellamy had established a really nice relationship and rapport from the spring heading into the summer. He came up on a visit, ultimately decided he wanted to stay home and go 20 minutes from, from his place and go over to Auburn. Well, coaching change, he decommits. He start he warms up to the idea of getting farther away from home, giving Michigan a shot, but that's an opening for who? Kentucky. Still in the SEC, right? A chance you you go to Kentucky versus Alabama, who's on them now, Georgia, who's on them. You can go back to Auburn, but I think he kind of see, I mean, you know, you're part of a rebuild there. You go to one of these other schools. I mean, look at Kentucky. Look at what their receivers did. I mean, uh, Dane Key had himself a nice freshman year. And so you can go to one of these other schools where maybe the, the you know, you don't get swallowed at a place like you would at a place like Georgia or Bama. You're not a part of a rebuild like you would at, 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 at Auburn, and you're still in the SEC. And, oh, they have great NIL, apparently, allegedly, supposedly. That makes that a really compelling thing. Now, Michigan still has a chance, though, because of the Bellamy, uh, the Bellamy deal, the Bellamy connection there, and there's no question Michigan is a higher-profile program. But that doesn't always get it done in this day and age, Steve. Uh, I think that's going to be a nail-biter all the way to signing day for Carmelo English. Got to think they're pumping the Dane Key freshman success, too, right? Yeah, Dane Key, Deion Walker. Imagine if those two had been part of – what Michigan already has had produce and, you know, imagine Walker with the other guys they got up front in this last cycle. I mean, Holy cow uh, would have been kind of crazy, but either way. Yeah. Kentucky, they've always kind of been a thorn in Michigan side. Right. I mean, you know, more so in Michigan state's side, I want to say for a lot of the kids in Ohio, but now Michigan uh, really, really going hard in Ohio anyway. So with English, yeah. Receivers kind of been a quiet position, for Michigan this cycle, they did really well last cycle. Um, they've had a two long-term-ish commitment. I mean, what, Samaj Morgan was the first 
verbal in Michigan's class. Was he not in 2023? So, um, yeah, English, though, quietly a guy that I think has had a pretty big senior. That's why Alabama's sniffing around again. Uh, he's a kid that had a huge senior season. Not 100% sure because Alabama just got Jaron Hamilton, another former Michigan target, and I believe there are a couple other guys they're still after. But anytime we know anytime Alabama, maybe at receiver more than almost any position, if Alabama's at least interested, you know the kid can play because they've produced tons of guys there. So, yeah, English kind of a guy we haven't, like, talked or written about a ton. I think he's been relatively quiet about where his recruitment stands. But, no, that would be a big – big finish and and yeah beating Kentucky is is still something because like I said they've had good good production at receiver it is a little bit closer to home and we know like I think Kentucky's really kind of pushing the NIL stuff uh pretty heavily so you know beating Kentucky in a race like this would be a a nice win for Michigan well you know Michigan hasn't put all their eggs in one basket and the name to keep an eye on is a guy who came up for the Michigan State game I know his trainer really really well um, no, you know him too, Bryce, but Daryl Graham, developing great athletes is his training group, and one of his guys is Chance, Fitz, Chance Fitzgerald out of um, out of Tennessee, a three-star receiver, but you watch his film. I mean, I, I watched his film, and I was like, man, this dude, he must be playing against bums. No disrespect intended, but he makes every I, – I mean, his tape is impressive. <laughs> like, who is he playing against where you got this 6'3", 190-pound guy and he's not just high pointing the ball, you know. He's catching slants and running away from people. So, um, you know, seems like a, a real high upside guy. A guy who is in the early stages of his development. Uh, I was talking to DG about him. He said he made him, you know, take it, take basketball off last year, just focus on football, focus on getting stronger and faster. Uh, you really saw that, you know, that lead to an explosive senior season. And now he has a bunch of big timers tracking him, including Michigan, right? And so he came up for the Michigan State game, had a great time. Michigan really rose to the fore. Uh, but but then you started to have other schools, other schools kind of show up as well. Oklahoma just offered him um, a couple days ago. Virginia Tech offered him earlier this month. Oklahoma State offered him late last month. Right, so those are all schools that are in the mix. He's debating where to visit, uh, what school he's going to visit this this last week, and the school that might pop up is a school that, if they do, I think could be a real problem for Michigan in this mix. The other ones they could be, I think, it's too late for for Oklahoma, uh, Virginia Tech. I think have been hovering already. Oklahoma State, I think, have been hovering already. Um, you know, those are schools that kind of stand out to me as, as, as squads, but Colorado, Colorado coach prime came in with the offer. Bryce got his attention. Uh, and there's a, there's a legit chance that he visits Boulder this weekend. And if he does, then I think it, it makes things harder for Michigan to, to close that one out right now, I think it's probably one or the other Carmelo English or, or chance Fitzgerald. Uh, but if coach prime gets in front of him, it might be Carmelo English or bust. Uh, so that's the issue. I'm not saying that it's definitely that, but it, he definitely made an impression on a kid and the family just with the offer. So that's one to look out for with chance, uh, chance Fitzgerald. Yeah. And unlike Carmelo, 
he's kind of the opposite body style. You know, he's a bigger, taller, length, lengthier, wide receiver. I feel like that's kind of what Michigan had always been looking for to pair with Samaj Morgan, who's more yeah. like a slot guy. And then right. Frederick Moore, who's more like a possession. He can kind of do it all, but, you know, he's not going to be the biggest um, mismatch problem like you're looking for, especially with Chance. Um, but, yeah, with with Dion, man, he's, he's crazing a real uh, ripple in the recruiting world of just – the buzz he's generated from since getting to, you know, Boulder has been astonishing. And it's not only just chance, you know, he's going after it's other guys that Michigan's been looking at. I mean, Malachi Coleman, a guy who's a top 100 talent in the state of Lincoln, Nebraska was going to take a trip here to Michigan. And Sam, he changed his visit plans instead of coming to Ann Arbor this weekend, he's going to Boulder, Colorado. So that's just uh, that's just a little sample size of what's been going on in Boulder, Colorado. Um, but going back with Chance, I really like his game. He's got the offer list to back it up. He's got, I think, basically, I just checked, 39 offers. So I think schools feel the same way about him as well. Again, a late riser. If you look at his junior film to his senior film, you can see the strides he's definitely made in his game. And I think, like you said with DG, I mean, he knows what he's doing with these guys. So when he told him to take, Hey, take a break from basketball. I think football might be the you know avenue for you to hit. I think he was pretty spot on with that assessment. And so we're going to see what happens. I personally think they have a better shot right now with Carmelo instead of chance, but it's also one of those things where we talked about before the podcast started. You don't want to lose both, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want right. to lose both. So right. it's like, Man, you know, it's like, man, that would suck to lose Carmelo to Kentucky. And then Chance, who you've kind of been working on, but maybe not as hard as Carmelo, to then suddenly go to Colorado, you know. Mm -hmm. So at least the biggest thing you can go to bed and put your head down on the pillow and sleep, you know, soundly about is the wide receiver room is in good hands and they got a lot of young talent in there as well. So that's the other thing, you know, they got two guys. So I'm very high on, I think Frederick Moore has not been talked about enough because he's had a, a incredible senior season. I mean, he's put up great stats and I think, you know, he's a borderline, you know, middle of the pack three-star player right now, but I easily see him as a four-star player. I I'm very high on Frederick Moore. I think he's that talented. That's good. He comes from a premier program in Missouri and Cardinal Ritter who has D1 talent littered all over their roster. And so with Samaj Morgan, he's got a championship ring and he's played with several talented players as well from the West Bloomfield program. So those two guys I like, but bottom line, you definitely want to try to get one of these guys in the fold, either Carmelo or Chance. Right now, if I had to pick, I'd say Carmelo, you have the better shot with, but we'll see. Great, great stuff. I agree with you on Frederick Moore, and you can see the question on him, the knock on him, I should say, was was speed. Uh, he got in the track, and he got faster. Now you put him into a strength and conditioning program, college strength and conditioning program, I can see him adding another layer of speed to the equation. Time will tell on that. Speaking of time, we are out of it here on this edition of the Michigan Recruiting Insider. Like you heard me say, the next time we see you, it's going to be signing day. And we're going to go live on signing day like we did last year. We're going to get some guests lined up for you. And hopefully, hopefully when we do, 
you'll have some fireworks to celebrate. Whether you do or not, we'll be there to cover it every step of the way like we are on everything, football, basketball, recruiting related when it comes to Michigan. And right now, I want to remind you, if you aren't on the team already, if you aren't part of the TMI crew, you aren't part of the TMI family, go over to the MichiganInsider.com right now, get signed up, take advantage of that 50% off annual subscription option, and that even applies to current monthly subscribers. A nod to you who have been going month to month, haven't quite taken the plunge to become an annual. Well, this is a way to go get even more bang for your buck by taking that 50% off an annual option, which will take you all the way through not just the, the signing day, but and not just the playoffs, but the combine and camp circuit, next season, next recruiting cycle, you get all of that. And then, of course, once you become a full-paying subscriber, when the promo period is over, your subscription will also include Paramount+. Plus. So the perks just keep getting better. Do not miss out. Folks, we appreciate you, and we'll see you next time on the next edition of the Michigan Recruiting Insight. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.